This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson and uh, Matt... Uh, we're uh, going to continue down the road here of where we started on Monday. Yeah, good. And we looked at the Steelers' offense position by position uh, going through the uh, the positions. Position by position. Position by positions. position. There we go. Highly redundant there, Matt. <laughs> uh, but I just wanted to take a look we, today. We need a day this, off. You're a little rusty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you go to a show for a day and all of a sudden, bah. Fall apart. Yeah. Um, just wanted to take a look at the defense today okay. in this first segment and, and uh, kind of go over uh, what we thought of that each, each side group. of the yeah, ball. Yeah, absolutely. So on the defensive line, uh, Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, Montrevious Adams around midseason replaced Tyson Alulu <laughs> in the starting lineup, even though in the grand scheme of by the, by the end of the season, they had played about the same amount of snaps. Yeah, and I mean, they're nose tackles, and they're not going to be highest volume guys anyway. I mean, against the Ravens, they played a little yeah. bit more. But all in all, they were... Eight snaps for a Lulu, twelve for Adams. Yeah. You know that that it just type of wasn't thing. right. It's not a high impact. That's why when when, when they people talk about taking a nose tackle, mm-hmm. a true nose tackle in the first round of the draft, you can't do it. No, no, you definitely <laughs> you can't. can't. Like I want, I want Dexter Lawrence. I want right. Vita Vea. You know, I mean, guys that don't leave. The they better field, be able to rush the passer. They got to be able to rush the passer. They can be three fifty. They can yeah. be three twenty. So the word nose can be a little misleading. I don't want Will Fork. I don't want Hampton. You know, yeah. it's it just times have changed. And you had the young guys on there as well, in addition to Alu-Alu, DeMarvin Leal, Isaiah Loudermilk, uh, Jonathan Marshall they signed after Tyson, or after mm-hmm. uh, Chris Wormley went down. Um, so that's your group. But if you look at this group, Ogunjobi, unrestricted free agent, Alu-Alu, kind of expected to retire, but he's a, an unrestricted free agent. And Montre, uh, yeah, and Wormley is a uh, yeah. uh, unrestricted free agent as well. He's dealing with a you know coming back off of a knee injury. Yeah, I, I was just short sighted with it, but I just wrote an article about the, how I would do my offseason defensive plan. I thought Adams was up as well, but it was, uh, they wisely have him around for yeah. two years, and I think he's good enough as the ten snap a, a, a game nose guy. But I would also look to get a youngster yeah. or. Javon Hargrave. I mean, somebody that's not just a nose. You know, I mean, the Javon Hargrave stuff. Uh, he's probably. I, I going, see going people keep ma- right. mentioning that he signed for thirteen million dollars a year the last time. Oh, he's gonna he's be twenty. Yeah, he's yeah, gonna yeah. be. He's gonna be eighteen to twenty this yeah, time right. around. Oh, I know. No, Can't no afford it. About it. Can't afford um, it. So, so I, I mean, that that early second could be the Baylor kid if I think he can run and rush the passer well yeah. enough. You know, but I'm, I'm my point was I'm happy Adams is there. I think Alu should retire, to be honest with you. I, I don't think he should be in the mix. I thought that became pretty evident. Um, Adams, to me, is a two, but he has a specific role in this defense. So he has value. Um, I think this is really interesting because as a group, I thought they played well. If we're just a, 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 analyzing how did the D lineman play last year as opposed to what the plan is, I think it was quite well. You know, well, here's better the thing, than the year though. before. So if you look at and I know everybody looks at sack production. I know, which I think is misleading. Yeah. Now, the, the run defense was markedly better this year. Right. Markedly better. Like, 
a f- almost a full yard per carry. Right. <laughs> As opposed to about worst in the league, it yeah. was about best in the league. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know. So that matters with this group. But the sacks fell off. They had, mm-hmm. I think, as a group, they had. Uh, like 12 and a half sacks, and Cam Hayward had 10 and a half. I would say the non Hayward sacks yeah. of the games you, or players you just mentioned isn't good enough. Yeah. And that doesn't reflect well on Ogan Joby. I don't know what to do with him in terms of bringing him back or not. It I, depends on what they think. I don't know what he's going to ask for. Yeah. You're not going to get him at this deal. There's I'm that, not going to give him the Bears yeah, deal. Yeah, but there's you know? also, you know, they know better than anybody else what kind of injuries he was dealing with right. over the course of the season. Every Wednesday. Well, Hogan Joby's out with the toe. Yeah, you toe, know what I mean? right, 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 foot. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, the, and even when they signed him, he wasn't healthy. Right. So is the best yet to come? Have you seen enough glimpses? Are your trainers saying, boy, this guy's toughing it out and, you know, probably shouldn't be out there, but is anyway. So that one's going to be really telling if they lock him up immediately or if they play the field a little bit. Um, but they need somebody like him and another, in my and opinion, another, yeah. either like that early second nose tackle type or, you know, somebody from outside the organization. I'm also not opposed to bringing Wormley back, I was depending on what his prognosis is on the knee injury. He suffered it late in the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually wrote that today, you know, too. It was, if being a defensive four, lineman's a little bit different than being a, a skill position player mm-hmm. coming back off of one of those knee injuries. And he is what he is at this point. He was worth trading for. He's valuable. He's a four. I mean, yeah. two years ago he was asked to be a two, and you know they didn't see the two at stuff coming, and you know Lulu got hurt too, so everybody got thrust up the ladder a little bit. But if you could keep him at four or five, I think you're really got something because he's a good player, yeah. but he's not a star. Yeah. Is it put up or shut up time for Loudermilk? I mean, he's going to be in camp. Yeah, I mean, he's going to the year three. I mean, you you would expect him to take a step forward. He got hurt at the end of training camp. That didn't Brad help really him. Hurt, yeah. And then Leal, you know, ends up passing him by. And not um, many of those guys are active on game days, so there's right. not a lot of hats to give. And, and you know, he's he, he can't play the nose, so no. he's strictly an end. And, and you had, you know, you've got Ogunjobi, you've got Hayward, you had Wormley, who was, mm-hmm. right, you know, right. those guys. Gonna, and then you throw Leal into the mix, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, He's lost in the shuffle a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, exactly. And he got the hat late, but he's never been a a real impact guy yet. But he's flashed in preseason. I liked his rookie year, what I saw. So I'm not ready to, like, throw him out yet. But I, you better do something in year three or yeah. you're going to get forgotten quick. I mean, he, has to, he has to, you would think, next year become at least – a wormly type. A 10 to 15 snap yeah, a yeah, game yeah. guy. Agreed, agreed. You know? Or you're going to have to look elsewhere. Because the problem is, is you can't expect Cam Hayward – to continue to play 80% of the snaps every game. I know. I mean, that's asking a lot. He probably still will because that's who he is, but eventually you're, you know, you're, you're it gets too risky. I yeah. mean, that's it's not the smartest move. But uh, when I looked at this, for, you know, through my article, Leal only played like 250 snaps this year. Yeah. I mean, there were some injuries involved. Like, he might be a 700 guy next year. I mean, and that. The old, but is he making plays? Is that you yeah. know that doesn't mean a lot be great. of that was him also playing out of position? Exactly, I was you know, that too. He's it, standing up on the end and yeah, things like that, doing things of that nature. And again, you know, part of that job is is the run stopping stuff and taking on blockers to allow mm-hmm. other guys to make the plays. And he did a good job of that. I think he's athletic. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I like what I've seen. You'd like to see some more pass rush come out of him. Mm-hmm. Maybe that develops here going into year two. But I, I definitely think the arrow is pointed up with him. I mean, one of the questions why he was a third-round pick, not a second-round pick, was is he a D-tackle, is he an end, can he stand up? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's hard to say what exactly he is. Do you think their plan for him 
is to make him Aaron Smith, Cam Hayward, three four D end, or just yeah. move him all over. No, I think, I think he's going to be defensive. Him up and yeah. he's going to be okay. Yeah, He'll be a defensive lineman. That, that'll be good for him. Uh, looking at the outside linebacker, the edge position, mm-hmm. Yed Watt, Yed Highsmith, Malik Reed was there. They traded for him in the uh, in the preseason. And he's also then, a free agent. Yeah, yeah, he's a free agent. And then you had um, Jameer the, Jones. Jameer Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Jameer Jones. I mean, if he's your four, I mean, he was one of the yeah. core special teamers. He's right. cheap. He'll be back. He's an exclusive yeah. rights guy. Okay. So, but the three is my question. You know, yeah. and if we're giving out grades for the year, Highsmith gets an A. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we're talking I about mean, expectations if, production. If you're looking at this going into next season, mm-hmm. assuming you're going to work off the assumption going into next year that T.J. Watt is 100% healthy going mm-hmm. at the start of the year. And from what you saw at Alex Highsmith, uh, Highsmith this year, finished, I think, third in the AFC in sacks. Yeah, right, right, right. That's going to be one of the top edge two pins, or three right? edge, yeah. rush, edge, edge rushing duos in the league going into next season. I agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. And I think it's time to start talking extension for Highsmith. I mean, he's at that point where I thought he proved so much when Watt was out. Yeah. You know, I mean, people were starting to – well, he's only, he's only doing that because right. because he plays opposite that Watt. Well, no, the, is gone now. The production continued once Watt was out, and teams started to double him. That's what I said. Yeah. Take it a step further. As you start watching some of these teams, they're like, well, they're rolling protections his way now. Not yeah. only are they not giving him one-on-ones, but they're treating him like a one, which I think he deserves. So I think he's going to be expensive, and that's good. That's a good problem to have. Lock him up. Where I'm wishy-washy is I don't think Reed had a bad year or was a bad trade. I mean, he was fine. He played probably more snaps than you wanted because of the Watt injury, yeah. of course. Do you have to be better there, though, because everyone knows the, the Watt on the field versus off the field numbers. If you could get those closer to each other because the his backup is, not, I don't want to say as good as Highsmith, but is a less of a drop-off, that would be ideal. But it's also a little bit of a luxury item, too. It is, and it isn't. Like, mm-hmm. Highsmith... Highsmith wants to play 90-plus percent of the snaps. He's a high-volume Yeah, I think Minka's the only one that played more than him this yeah. year. Yeah. Him and um, Sutton and Minka were yeah. the top guys. So he never wants to come off the field. Sure. Watt, you know, as hard as he goes and as many gauntlets that he's, as he has to run, does come off the field from time to time. Yeah, I mean, all these guys know their bodies well yeah. enough that, hey, I'm going to take a break when I need it. But as we saw this year, you'd love to have a, a, a three who not only plays – when one of those guys is out, mm-hmm. is an injury, you know, capable Insurance, injury replacement. Right. And you also then have the opportunity to play three yeah, yeah if yeah. you want to. I know Melvin Ingram's a bad word around here, but <laughs> I love that signing not knowing his personality yeah. and fit and all that. Th- and I think you could go down that road again and have packages with all three on the field. Maybe you tell Highsmith, take three more plays a game yeah. off. You know what I mean? We get the And we, you would assume if you bring in a young guy at that position mm-hmm. – that he's really good on special teams, too. Yeah, I would say a, a third-round pick or Justin Houston, Melvin Ingram type. I'm not sure which well, See, I'm not so much better. interested in one of those guys because they're not going to play teams. They're not going to play teams, though. That's the problem. But they've been around the block. If you start looking at the, at, at some of and the guys who are money. up, yeah, they cost, a, they, you know, they, they cost more money just, than just the young guys. guys with money and watch yeah. contracts you. So you want that room, you want that guy to be cheap. Yeah. But he better have some upside. Right. That, you know, maybe two years from now you're looking at that going – Okay, TJ's contract is just about up here. What are mm-hmm. we doing with what are we doing with that? We, you know, I think that's the way to do this. Yeah, and I can pic- picture a scenario that free agency allows you to do that with that 
at earliest late second round or mid second yeah. round or maybe the third round pick or it's a fourth round Highsmith type guy from a small school that has we've stuff seen, to work on. You we've know? seen in the past too, Matt, where that that guy ends up being Chad Brown and he kicks inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, Timmons or you yeah, know, right, right, right. And, and then all of a sudden, well, we got an opening here at outside linebacker and he yeah. rushes a passer and Chad Brown goes out and gets double digit sacks. And everyone in the world's <laughs> looking for Micah Parsons now. Yeah. You know, I mean, people are starting to develop that. Uh, what's his face? Uh, the Broncos have a guy like that from Ohio State that's like. You run around like a crazy linebacker. I wonder how you rush the passer off right. the edge. You know, you're pretty yeah. explosive. So I do think that'll be something more teams explore or and are looking for, kind of like everyone's looking for the Debo Samuel. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that would, could potentially kind of kill two birds. Yeah, so. And that know, didn't end up being Avery. I kind of forgot he was in the mix early on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it just didn't work out there. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, that you know, you're set at starter with that group. Inside linebacker, however – is a big, big, big problem. Um, you got Miles Jack, you got Devin Bush, Robert Spillane, Mark Robinson, Tay Crowder, and then of course you have uh, Marcus uh, Allen. Allen was a free agent, uh, but he was injured at the end of the year. Crowder, Allen's a free agent, Spillane's a free agent, yeah. Bush is a free agent, and Jack you can get out of if you want. You can get out of if you want, but that would leave you with just no. Robinson and Tay Crowder right, right, right. on your roster. And I'm not putting any value in Crowder. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see what it looks like in camp, but I'm not counting on him of, oh, he's my four, I'm fine, you know. Now, that being said, Crowder started a lot of games I know, for the Giants the last couple of he years. He has played, right. Um, he know, isn't a throwaway. For a guy, but I'm not he was in. Mr. Irrelevant in his draft mm-hmm. three years ago. And, and he stuck around. And it started, I think, 31 career mm-hmm. games. Yeah. I mean, the um, Giants have been weak at linebacker during that stretch. Right. But, but he's been around the block. You know, if you you could do certainly worse than mm-hmm. having a guy with that much experience who, oh, by the way, played at a, you know, a big-time college. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't have a problem with him having a roster spot. Yeah, if it falls that way yeah. with camp, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm, it was a nice pickup. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. But Everybody's excited about what Mark Robinson might be. Sure. But even the Steelers showed you when they started playing him late in the year, they don't trust him on passing downs. No, he's all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he's all over the place. He, he's intriguing. He yeah, may be. I mean, he runs around like a, somebody with their hair on fire. Right, right, right. And sometimes it's the wrong way. Sometimes it's the right way. But he shows up all the time. That's a good first step. I mean, he wasn't a first-round pick. I mean, I, yeah. don't think, they pl- I think they planned on redshirting him all year. Um, if I'm grading letter grades by position just what they did on the field this year, I think that's my lowest-graded position group on the team. It's not enough yeah. splash. Um, the defense got better and better, and those guys weren't part of the problem or part of the solution. They in made my the, They pretty much made the tackles that were there for yeah. them to make. But I need splash. But I need more yeah. coverage skills. I need more range. There weren't enough know? tackles for losses. There weren't enough passes defense. There weren't enough sacks. There weren't fumbles enough. recovery, yeah. fumbles forced. All those things weren't there. Um, I get the Spillane love by the staff, but I almost felt like he started playing by default. You know, there's injuries, and I think, hey, Bush, we've seen enough of you, and that ship sailed. If they bring back Spillane, I want him to be back as a three, not even as a one or a two. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Um, You know, there's – he certainly has value. Yeah. He's an NFL player, but I don't want to have to start him. No. I mean, I think he played every snap at the end there. Totally by default. Yeah. You know, and, and they trust him. I get that. There's a trust factor there and communication and all that. But every time he's on the field, I'm waiting for the other team to say, oh, hey, Spillane's on the field. Let's yeah. target him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. What's your thoughts on Jack's future? 
He's a tough one to me, too. The cap number's big. Right. Um, now, that being said, he did lead the team in tackles despite yeah. playing sparingly say, after a... Week 12 because of that groin injury. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, again, they know more about the injury than, than I do. Of course. Um, yeah. You know, do they feel comfortable with that? Obviously, they signed him to that deal knowing that what the cap number was mm-hmm. going to be uh, this year. And he came in the league with knee stuff, too. Yeah. You know? I mean, a groin, I don't necessarily I don't think that's at, the same. I yeah, right. I don't think they're the same. He's still 26. I know. I know. I mean, I really like the pickup when they made it. Yeah. Um, but some of these, I like how they structured these deals, too. We'll get the Witherspoon and some Levi that, okay, we can get out of it if you want. You know, and, and are you worth this money or not? I got a year's worth of knowledge to figure it out. Uh, we'll use it elsewhere, or you cut them and call them the next day and say, "But we can give you four. Right? Or, you know what I mean? It or doesn't you, mean yeah, he's gone you just, forever. You just tell them, "Hey, we, yeah, we'll, we're we think you're worth you're worth this amount of money." And, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, do you don't want that? The interesting thing about this group, Matt, Jack Robinson and Crowder. Yeah. We're all college running backs. Interesting. That converted to linebacker. I've probably told this story, but in my recruiting days. Back then, you would often bring in like five running backs yeah. in a recruiting class of twenty-five, knowing I'll always be good at running back. <laughs> you know, whoever right. runs the top. These is, guys were all the best athletes on their yeah. high school team. But two of them are going to be a linebacker. One of them's going to be a safety. One of them's going to transfer. Yeah. yeah, you know. So that's not super uncommon, but I do think that's an interesting trend because Robinson's the greatest example of haven't played linebacker all that much. Been, been <laughs> a linebacker now for two years. Right, right. One of them at the NFL level where he only played. I think he only ended up playing like 38 snaps. Yeah, it was well under season. 100. Yeah. yeah, well under 100. Uh, cornerback. But I think that's their biggest outside the organization yeah. need right yeah. now. Yeah, without a doubt. At cornerback, you got Levi Wallace. You got James Pierre, Cam Sutton. I'm fond of those two, by the way. Arthur Millette. Yeah. Uh, you also have William Jackson mm-hmm. sitting in the waiting in the wings. You also still have Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Levi Witherspoon Jackson are all under contract if you want or very, very easy to get out of. I don't see them. I was looking at the numbers on this. Yeah. I don't see them carrying William Jackson in the next year. It sounds. It's like $12 million. It's, it sounds crazy to me to try. I, I yeah. don't think Witherspoon you carry. This is only like $4 million. I know. So it's, it's, it's much more palatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it was pretty obvious that Wallace was the better player. Right. I, I kind of thought of it was going to be one of the two, and they almost have identical contracts from what they, I remember. They're they are absolutely identical, identical yeah. yeah. And if I'm picking, I'm picking Wallace. Yeah. And I think everybody would. Because I think you want Sutton back. Sutton's a free agent. I think agent. you want Sutton back. Yeah. Pierre's a restricted free agent. They'll pick that up. Yeah, he'll pick that up, yeah. but I think that's really valuable. Like, if yeah. he's my four, we're sitting pretty, you know? Right. I mean, if Millette Because he played Pierre, a lot this year. Between him and Millette, one's yeah. an outside guy, one's an inside guy. They're not going to cost you anything. I can live with them. Yeah. I want better than that, but I think having those two on board is very important. Um, Sutton's going to be an interesting one because he's very versatile. He's very smart, um, but he's never going to be a one. He's going to get paid heavily if he gets to the open market. Do you even let him get to the open market? Are you talking to him now? I mean, ideally, and this might be too pie in the sky, but I would love to see their five be Sutton, Millette, Pierre, Wallace, and an early pick. I mean, that's a corner. That's a corner room, and yeah. I think that's not crazy to to strive for. No, I don't think so either. I, I think you know, Sutton wants to be back. Mm-hmm. You know, I did a uh, sit down interview with him last week. Mm, good. Um, you know, and he said, "Hey, this is this is home for me. I've you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've grown up here. I've I've spent you know the first mm-hmm. 
five or six years of my my NFL career here, I I know the defense. I know you know everything. I want to, I want to be back. And traditionally, those are the type of guys they've extended to. Yeah. Like we drafted you in the mid rounds. We saw your your early progress. Gave you a little more. Gave you a little more. You're starting to become a leader. You know. See, he's the one. Own. So when people say, "Well, the Steelers can't draft cornerbacks," they right. just completely overlook. Guys right, like right, William right. Gay, guys like Cam Sutton, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, they're not stars. The Shea Townsend played a long right. time here. They've I mean, there's tons of guys played a long time, right. yeah. They just didn't use a lot of first-round picks on corners right. over you the know, years. There's, there was a Especially long time the, between Artie Burns and, and – uh, Yeah, since uh, Rod Woodson. And, you know, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I can't even think of uh, – Deion, Deion Figures. Yeah, Deion yeah. Figures. Yeah. Those are the two. Those are the two cornerbacks in the thirty years I've been covering the team. That's it. Yeah, that's the it. The only two right, first right. round cornerbacks. Yeah, I was asked about that today too because I in the article I'm like I think a first round corner is very much play. Looks like there's a nice crop right around seventeen. Yeah, but uh, do you think this organization don't has give a me a, don't give me like some that. guy they drafted in the sixth round and say they yeah. oh, they didn't develop this guy. Nobody. Okay. I mean, those are you hit one one out of every eight of those. And Artie Burns was a long time ago, and yeah. he was like the 29th pick in the draft. He wasn't ninth. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you've had two first round corners since Woodson, basically. Yeah. You know. That, so I'm not in the camp that they have no clue what they're doing at the corner position. Right. I mean, uh, that's just the, again, if you look at the nature of that position across the league. Sure. That's the nature of the position. Everybody. Oh. 80% of the starting cornerbacks out there were not drafted by the team that they're playing for. Right. There's a lot of movement there. And a lot yeah. of them have better luck in their second home or a second contract. And they're, every rookie is going to get picked on to no yeah. end. Because you can't it, – the toughest thing, I think, for teams to look at or, or scouts to look at when they're, when, when they're looking at college players mm-hmm. is matching up what that guy's being asked to do in college to what he's going to be asked to do in the pros. Brutal. It's it's night and day. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've mentioned this on the show a thousand times, but they I got hired. They, they sat me down with the wide receiver coach and the corner coach and said, "Watch every snap of man coverage you can, and you're not going to find much of it <laughs> at the college level. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. and maybe you get five snaps a game, maybe you get two, maybe you get none. <laughs> Some teams play a lot. Pitt plays a lot. That's yeah. why their corners last in the league. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they play a lot of man coverage. So it's hard because they're going to get it in the next level, and they're until. It's almost like can you hit a curveball? Like if you right. can't get off man coverage, you're gonna get a curveball every time. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. You're gonna be Nuke Lelouch or whatever. You know? <laughs> be you're gonna be Serrano. Minor. Yeah, Serrano. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mean, I think that group, I would be fine bringing back the core of that mm-hmm. and adding to it in the draft. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I, I don't want to get in the position where. I'm after Jamal Dean or, or yeah. you know, that gets expensive. That gets so expensive. It's yeah. like tackles and corners. I don't want to shop in that aisle ever. Yeah, I'd rather burn the hand it, develop them, um, and hopefully that doesn't happen. With Sutton, but is Sutton your first call? Well, we probably should mention this. Mention we'll probably get to it. But Anthony Miller's back, so they did yeah. make a move already. Do you think Sutton's the next one on the list to kind of start talking? That was going to be much more difficult than of the course, Anthony Miller, Miller contract. Right, right. Oh, one year deal. Okay, I'm, I'll be back. I yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. do anything last year. Yeah, those are. But yeah, Sutton's going to be more interesting. Uh, there'll be some negotiations there. I'm sure his agent's going to want to say, "Well, if he goes to the open market, of he course, can make this X Y Z. That's the card they yeah, can play. That's, right. that's what you do. And he's not wrong. You know? No, yeah. right. Yeah, so that's that's one that you definitely want to get done before. Mm-hmm. Like, free agency like I don't know that I have to get Ogunjobi done before free right. agency, or you know. But I Sutton's one I'd really I, feel comfortable. What I, yeah, if it what was. I don't want is for Cam Sutton to go out and say, uh, you know, go test the market and we'll try to match because mm-hmm. right. that's going to get expensive. And it's not the right <laughs> message, too. It's like you want to be here, we want to be here. Let's knock it out. I mean, that would be yeah. ideal. Last question: 
William Jackson, you can't pick up that money. You don't so know enough about him. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he can't be a sealer next year. Right. You could you could renegotiate that He's deal. He's a free agent like yeah. anybody else. You showed some love. You had how about a one year deal? Well you'd have to you'd million. have to release him first. I'd say release yeah. him and then call him up again. Or you renegotiate that deal and say, Hey, we're not willing to pay you twelve million next year, mm-hmm. but we are willing to pay you two or three. Right, right, right. You that's know. what I mean. Uh, I think that's it could be in the cards as yeah. well. No, no, yeah, for sure. At the safety position, you got Minka Fitzpatrick, you got Terrell Edmonds, DeMonte KZ, Miles Killebrew, Trey Norwood, and Elijah Riley. Yeah. Uh, Edmonds, KZ, both unrestricted free agents. Everyone else will be back. Yeah. In some capacity, it does mean they're making the team. Um, I know you can save a little by cutting Killebrew, but I'm not sure that's worth it. Or you know. Again, you know, when you start looking at your core special teams guys, right, right, right. I mean, he's one of those. Yeah. He uh, has value. Yeah. There's value. And he's been there. around, he's familiar. So I want to bring Edmonds and KZ back. Me too. I wrote the exact same thing. Now that's an expensive safety room. I mean, because you're not going to get Edmonds at the same deal. You're but not if gonna they're going to play the, the number deal. of snaps, right. That they did this year, I don't have a problem paying that. And I think having those two there contributed to Minka leading the league in interceptions yes. and doing more stuff. And uh, so if it's not KZ, it's somebody like KZ. Right, right, right. And if it's not Edmonds, it's somebody. I want a strong and I want a free. Right. So, and I want to play a lot of big nickel. If it gets down to it and you don't find those guys, maybe a second or third round pick is a safety. I mean, that would pro you know, kind of stagger, stagger your money your a, little room bit, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But I'd. I like what they have. I'd love to keep it, and I'd be aggressive to do so. Yeah. So, I think I think we're on the same page. I wrote this. We've talked about it. I mean, we we do this every day. I'm more of a draft offense, sign defense, with some exceptions. I mean, yeah. We talked about first round corners, but my worry is, I don't want the defense to get old and expensive overnight because yeah. the league it's not for long, you know. Well, that's why I I want you know I'm looking at. A defensive lineman. I'm looking at an outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a cornerback in the draft. In the draft, right? I mean, they they don't typically go into a draft and, and if they have eight picks, make seven of them on offense. No, no. they're split up pretty even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that reason. Yeah, you know, right. So, no, I think you can weigh that out pretty well. You know, and, but it does worry me that it's. I know everyone harps on it. it's the most expensive defense in the league, that's and that's a little bit yeah because the fudging the numbers a little, but it's. If you put all this money into your own, too, you're going to be expensive and you're going to not be super young on that that's, side of the Yeah, that's the way it goes. And then, you know, two years from now, the offense is going to be more expensive mm-hmm. when you start re-signing some of those guys. Yeah, and you're drafting defense yeah. you know, to replace these dudes, you know. So that's just the way it goes. I mean, ideally, you'd like to have a balance there, but yeah. that's not yeah. how things usually work. So we seem to agree. I mean, Sutton, in whatever order you want, Edmonds, KZ, Joby are my priorities, maybe in that order. Yeah, I just don't know where Ogunjobi's replacement comes from if it's not him. That's the problem. But I don't want to settle yeah. if I could do better. You know, I, I, I also don't want to pay him the thirteen million dollars that Chicago offered him last year. It would have to be a deal between the one he's getting now and the one he couldn't sign. Well, he got ten million from the sign. From no, the I guess it was. For a, a, for that's a year, about so where I'm at. With it wasn't him too. cheap. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of that does come down to the injury and how much they know about it. Yeah, that makes sense. So, or if I think if you think Leal's ready to be that guy next to Cam, and then you draft somebody. Mm-hmm. And make him this year's Leal. I mean, you kind of need two defensive linemen. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and not counting Ogunjobi. I mean, maybe even three if you you know that you could live with seven if if you don't count on Milk, You know, so there's a lot to that one's the hardest one for me to envision how it's going to go. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, there's some puzzle work to do there, but mm-hmm. overall, I thought the defense 
um, as the season went on, got better, obviously. Sure. They're the numbers without with and without Watt. Those are what they are. Um, you know, I think the defense and its poor play contributed to the 2-6 and six start yeah. dealing without Watt. Yeah, Everybody yeah. put that all on the offense. I mean, that's the hardest guy to lose on the team. Without a I mean, doubt, Without yeah. question. Um, I also think it's very important that they played less snaps. You know, I mean, time yeah. possession, all those things, too. I mean, they started the season. I was going, man, they played 100 snaps against the bank. I mean, right. these guys are on it's the too field much. way too much. It's too much. You know, so that that's a Tomlin thing. I mean, it's complimentary football. I can't have my defense out there that long, so we're going to run the ball. I don't care yeah. what defense it is. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. yeah, too much defense is bad. Is a bad, bad thing. Uh, you can subscribe now to the SNR's newest podcast, The Godfather of Pittsburgh Sports. is talking nothing but Steelers. It's Saverin on Steelers. New episodes drop. I think he's cutting back to once per week mm. here during the offseason. But you can subscribe to that today. It's available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this.